0: What conditions, stipulations,
1: stipulations. <laughs> magic tricks, <laughs> or manipulations, <laughs> interjecting conversations. We're recording our thoughts 24-7
0: so you that both we can use anyway. it for the podcast and we can both be cancelled
1: quicker. Right, so China and Russia can have access to our worst moments. Oh, um. they already do.
0: I actually, to speed up the process, I send all of my worst thoughts <laughs> my directly to, to President Jinping. Like, I just, like, I have like, a... Here Xi
1: Jinping, <laughs> look at my
0: tits. <laughs> Every time I have a thought that could um, be perceived as immoral... Cancel-worthy. Um, cancel-worthy, I just... A-C-V-A's. I just type up a little email... And I sent it directly to the president of China. And that way you have a direct line. Lucky. Yeah, he's been getting emails for for years. She but Miss Rogers, so please stop it. I've seen your tits so many times now. I've asked you many times to stop sending me your theories about cryptids sneaking into <laughs> Area Fifty One. I don't please care. Stop sending them to me. I don't know why that's the voice. Look, we I got went you. To. Like a man in the study. That's how I imagine it. It's a sounds. little monarchy-ish.
1: It's a yeah, little bit exactly. like our monarchy voice. Send anyway. us your nudes instead. This is Exceedingly Persuasive, and I'm Mackenzie Brennan, as is known to The Dark Web. I am Brooke Rogers,
0: as is known to no one, as it should be. Except
1: Xi Jinping.
0: (laughs) Xi Jinping, that's right.
1: Yeah. My boy. Oh, little daddy Xi. Mm. So we should mention this at the top and at the um, bottom, I guess, (laughs) whatever the inverse is. <laughs> um but so we have a patreon now and especially oh, yeah. as the holiday season is kicking off we're Roughly thinking about like, maybe we could send Fantasies. like christmas cards if you sign up on our patreon i made a picture today if- oh that is cute oh, we're- cat- <laughs> <laughs> oh a so we' do
0: baby but we'll send you maybe. out a holiday card maybe like uh a new year's card what's, what's a january holiday or february holiday for valentine's day for
1: president's day
0: for president's day we will send you a photo of us um actually that's a great idea honestly i I think it's a good thank you (laughs) um but yeah we have a patreon now we have several tiers we're still working out some of the kinks but if you want to be on our patreon with us or hang out we're there cool stuff and it's in both of our Yeah, it's in both of our uh, links on our Instagrams. So you can find it Yeah, it, there.
1: it is patreon.com slash exceedingly persuasive. Easy as that. Great. So, <laughs> patreon.com slash exceedingly persuasive. You can come be our friend. And we have a couple already, and we feel like millionaires now. Even We're very though, excited like, to... two dollars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you... Listen and you want to contribute to what we're doing and all that fun stuff. Mackenzie's um, Michelob Ultra uh, mm-hmm. stockpile.
1: Money um, needs to fund it?
0: What, what do I spend my money on lately? Uh, just more blankets. I've been buying a lot of blankets. <laughs> Hold here.
1: Um, other like than that. weather. Exactly. Um, yeah. Give us money if you have it to spare and it'll allow us to make more cool shit as I drink out of my La Marca mini Prosecco. it's a tiny
0: bottle desperate times here
1: but so um speaking of desperate times we're going to talk about the covid vaccine um in all its iterations the moderna the pfizer is there another one
0: astrazeneca whoa do you know what i always think of yeah that's like everyone in our generation when they hear astrazeneca i I think of what was always put at the end of medication commercials Was like if you can't afford your medication, AstraZeneca may be able to help. What would help me if you, if you, uh, universal health care, appropriate- stop lobbying Congress to prevent a victim of actual well. health care bills from being passed.
1: That That's would true. really help us pay for but, medication, AstraZeneca. But isn't it a good sign for AstraZeneca that they're the only one whose name we associate with that? Because it means that they are the most willing potentially to make like, cost compromises no you don't get to be less evil no get get out of here oh all right absolutist moral absolutist <laughs> um,
0: yeah look at you try look at you trying to make me be nuanced no get out of <laughs> here so actually <laughs> AstraZeneca liberty, also okay, so i believe new. if uh if i'm remembering this correctly are they the newest one I think they're the newest. I think they're the newest one. I think the newest one. The, yeah, the headline that I remember is results of coronavirus vaccine trial questioned after AstraZeneca admits a mistake. After admitting the preliminary results, this is a NPR article. After admitting the preliminary results of a clinical trial were a mistake, AstraZeneca is now facing many questions.
1: Haven't we all been there? Oh, God, uh, this is not the message of our episode at large. We don't want you to fear the vaccine. No, no, no. The problem is that they
0: said that their vaccine was 70% effective on preventing the disease, and they're saying that's, that may not yeah. be a reliable result in terms of effectiveness, not anything else. So it's um, Okay, when was this, that from? This is from November 26th, so oh, this was a couple so weeks that's ago. Not, I feel not like some ago, of the, but-
1: the other vaccines have a better efficacy
0: rate so oh yeah the both moderna and pfizer both have like in the 90s yeah they're so if you've got a choice if they they (laughs) put the three vaccines on a little platter in front of you and say if you're the wealthiest
1: class in america
0: (laughs) and And they're asking you this question just remember to choose pfizer or moderna and say
1: astrazeneca will not be able to help Mm, not today 30 percent of the time So, um, hopefully they'll be able to improve on that. I'm sure they will, but, uh, yeah. yeah listen, so, still, so,
0: so early on in the early stages, again,
1: Pfizer, and yeah, Moderna is crazy both have really
0: great efficacy rates and they're, they're doing pretty well. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, let's get, cause so th- I think that just to lead this conversation off, whenever you're discussing vaccines, oh, we have to <laughs> acknowledge, um, Kooky, crazy folks, I wouldn't say the elephant in the room, perhaps the Jenny McCarthy in the room, Ew, that's uh, worse. <laughs> <laughs> which is there is a, a very big anti-vax movement. The version that we are talking about, the, the strain, if you will, <laughs> of anti-vax yeah. uh, mentality that we're talking about today is the UK-US based one, um, which we'll get into the history a little bit more later on. But,
1: um... It's debunked. It's fully debunked. It was based on one study. You know, it was a poorly conducted study, even when it was done by somebody with a valid medical license. Yeah. Our, me- our spoiler alert is that it doesn't hold water. It is, it is total nonsense. It's relatively new because there has been no other support for it. Yeah, I, I have, um, you know,
0: being raised uh, in the evangelical community, being raised in a religious community, um, I have, have brushed up against this mentality in my life, let's let's just leave it at that. So, is I've it okay it to say like. that
1: you have um, taken it upon yourself to get vaccinated? And I think that's very really cool. A couple years ago, I got
0: vaccinated: uh, the MMR vaccine, the mumps, measles, and rubula vaccine. Um, there was actually an outbreak mm-hmm. of measles in my neighborhood uh, where I used to live, Williamsburg, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and it just so happened that I had not been vaccinated for that. So I went and got it, felt like shit for two weeks.
1: But I didn't get any which is much worse. So um, it's, it's easy when babies go through it because they don't know. They're, you know, they have no object or time permanence, but... Yeah, um, I'm sure it's. I think it's very really cool that you took it on yourself to do that. I, and I you think should. If, awesome.
0: yeah. if you or an adult who uh, has not been vaccinated, I would just encourage you to go get it because get up to date on your vaccines, talk to your doctor if you have one. I went to a Minute Clinic and got mine, and I think even without insurance, it wouldn't have been um, exponentially expensive. You can literally walk into a
1: CVS and get it done in like an hour. So Good thing Um, to have, especially if you're strong enough immunologically to get them because um, one thing that my mom always stresses is like, it's, it's very easy for the Jenny McCarthy's of the world to say things like, oh, well, I don't want my kid getting whatever. And it, even if there were more legitimacy to that argument, it's really easy for her to say it. But what about the kid who gets measles and dies? Or the kid who gets measles and is blind permanently from it? Or brain damaged? Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of the argument for vaccination in general focuses on the fact that not everybody can get vaccinated if they are immunologically compromised. Yeah. Um, and that that really goes hand in hand with the COVID argument too, that the whole herd immunity concept is the more people that you have immune to a certain virus, the more unlikely it is that those who can't get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated or whatever will get sick. So it, it everybody wins the more people who are vaccinated. It so, protects you, it protects those around you. Yeah.
0: And specifically when it comes to kids, there is a predominant like feeling among anti-vaxxers. Some, I'm not going to make a medical choice for my child that they can't make oh, themselves right. when they're that well, young.
1: that's when they get sick. <laughs> I would actually now. flip that
0: because yeah. you are making a medical choice for your child. When you are going against what the vast majority, almost all medical experts say is the right thing to do for your child you're making an active medical choice to deprive them of that you're medical insane. care and you're in danger you're endangering them in the process so yeah,
1: and endangering other kids too so it's absolutely. like absolutely yeah um it's so sad when you are researching as we were the history of in this case like vaccinations and constitutional law um what states can compel people to get and looking at cases from like 1905 and 1944 that are so common sense, medically smart about their approach. I mean, there was a quote that was something like, an individual's religious liberty doesn't give them the liberty to endanger the health of the community or something like that, which, yeah, obviously that makes so much sense. But here we are, you know, over half a century later, and we're having a debate that we weren't even having then in the same way. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of sad. It has, like, the the, the anti-vax mentality has expanded so much in the last 50 years. It's really... And 20
1: even more so, I would mm -hmm. say. Like, within my lifetime, I feel like it's become, when I was born, which was a couple years before you, and obviously different communities, but it was almost unheard of. that It wasn't a political issue, it wasn't controversial. But I think that study that eventually the guy lost his license was um, mm-hmm. maybe the late 80s. So it kind of makes sense that yeah. then it picked up steam. Well, yeah, but- we can so actually COVID. talk
0: a little bit about this. So the the modern anti-vax movement has its heart in the debunked idea <laughs> that vaccines cause autism in children. Um, it's, this- a,
1: it's so sad to begin with because yeah. what drives me nuts about this argument, even if it held water, is that people would rather have their kid die or see other kids die than have a child on the autism spectrum, Mm -hmm. which um, obviously I have a nerve there because I was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And I'm like, is this really worse to you than dying? Yeah,
0: I think that it's a lot of fear-mongering. But that was started uh, when uh, a British doctor named Andrew Wakefield published a study in The Lancet uh, with 12 of his Hmm. colleagues in 1998. Um, Oh, okay, it was the 90s. But the uh, anti-vax movement has started kind of gaining steam in the 70s. Um, There's a lot of offshoots of Mm -hmm. Christianity and other religions. Previously, some uh, there's a a lot of religious animosity toward vaccines. I'll say that. And science Um, at
1: large. I think that's kind of where it stems from, is the whole like mm -hmm. being anti-science, being anti-medicine, if and when it goes against beliefs. And as, as the instances of that pick up and as science progresses it becomes more like
0: right exactly so there's um in the 1970s this of like anti-vaccine sentiment started growing and there, some of that had to do with different things among the ultra-orthodox jewish community and fundamentalist christian community It has a lot to do with putting quote-unquote unnatural things in your body uh a lot of misconceptions around what's in vaccines, also, sometimes there's a there's a mentality of God's will be done. If you get sick, you're supposed to get sick. God will protect you with what he's given you. But in we your still bu-
1: buckle our seatbelts. I mean, like... Can we take aspirin, you know. Sure. There, there, there are plenty of, like
0: non-natural things that you put in your body. For some reason, vaccines specifically got this, certain religious communities have this fixation on vaccines specifically. Maybe it's because
1: of side effects is part of it that sometimes, you know, with different types of vaccines, you Mm -hmm. do see, uh, you know, a real range of side effects. And sometimes they are severe, but medicine, as it always does, does this reckoning of what is- worthwhile, like where's the risk benefit kind of, but if you see somebody get those side effects and you have this inherent fear and mistrust of science and medicine, then maybe you're like, see, this kid got really sick once and they're trying to kill us. Confirmation bias, absolutely. And
0: um, so with Andrew Wakefield specifically that, yeah, so there's this paper published in 1998 in the Lancet. It was immediately refuted by other doctors Uh, So, the the fraudulent work on 12 children promoted a non-existent connection between autism and the MMR vaccine. Later, a short retraction of the interpretation of the original data by 10 of the 12 co-authors of the paper was printed in the Lancet. According to the retraction, no causal link was established between the MMR vaccine and autism as the data were insufficient." The Lancet completely retracted the Wakefield paper in February of 2010, admitting that several elements in the paper were incorrect, and my apologies, I'm taking this directly from the NIH uh, website. The Lancet completely retracted the Wakefield paper in February of 2010, admitting that several elements in the paper were incorrect, contrary to the findings of the early investigation, wakefield and his colleagues were guilty of ethical violations it was found that they had conducted invasive investigations on the children without obtaining the necessary ethical clearances and they were also held guilty of scientific misinterpretation they reported that their sampling was conclusive when in fact it was selective Hmm. uh this retraction was published as a small anonymous paragraph in the journal Which I mean, is incredible on behalf of the editors. That's such an ethical way to publish a retraction of that size. Nobody's heard anything about The Lancet before or since, so it's like, yeah, exactly. there goes your
1: reputation.
0: The, yeah, the final episode in the saga is the revelation that Wakefield and his <laughs> colleagues were guilty of deliberate fraud, as in they picked and chose data that suited their case, and they falsified facts. The British Medical Journal has published a series of articles on the exposure of the fraud, which appears to have taken place for financial gain. He was also struck from the medical registry (laughs) for misconduct due to the way he conducted the study. So this study. It was a nonsense study. But it's what the majority of anti-modern anti-vaxxers base their entire belief on. Debunked repeatedly after it was
1: retracted, and that's what they hang their hat on. It's so funny to me, like with so many things, like you see when, when people use the Bible, for example, to justify, and they don't look at the love thy neighbor, judge not portions. It's like, if you care about medical evidence, look at and listen to the volumes of scientifically solid data that debunks your theory, or the fact that this very study was debunked, Um, I mean, even just on its face, before you go into all the the elements of fraud and and poor conducting and um, mislabeling and whatnot, 12 kids as a sample Mm -hmm. size for a study with that sweeping an implication, I don't think that's very good. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's it's a not, tiny
0: sample. It's not, um, yeah. So because it wasn't, it wasn't done well. Um, and so even on its face, yeah. When we're getting into the conversation about vaccines, I think it's important to not only confront this mentality but um, understand it because this is a huge movement within the United States. It's only grown. It's become so popular. I see people that I know that I love post anti-vax. Um, misinformation or like qu- crazy, jokes yeah. about like questioning the vaccine and things like that. And it's part of me is disappointed, but part of me also understands that there's so much misinformation um, that it's almost, it, it's, it's very similar to people who misled by, I think like articles on Facebook, mm-hmm. things like that, where it's just like, there's so much bad info out there. And so what we're doing with this episode is actually
1: trying to bring good information to people Um, so they can understand it better. I mean, my mom has had friends who are in the medical community who have expressed anti-vaccine sentiment. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is remarkable. Yeah, so just to get into the COVID vaccine specifically, um, we're going to go over first some basics about, and and this applies to all the vaccines, so the Moderna, the Pfizer, and the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, What It does in super basic terms. Uh, What some real risks are in a very, they're all relatively mild and some of them apply more to that maybe it isn't a long-term solution, we'll see. Um, And then what aren't risks, just addressing some of the conspiracy theories that have come out, uh, we're not gonna go into all of that because that would take forever and we don't even wanna legitimize them by recapping them too much. But, um, and then from there, maybe addressing a little bit how much this is going to be a solution to the COVID problem in this country. So can vaccines be mandated by the state? Because obviously, since it has been politicized, and we've seen the court recently take a more pro-religious deference in relation to, to COVID regulations in other contexts, um, it, this answer could dictate how long it takes for us to get back to normal and how long it takes for the vaccine to do what it ideally should be doing. So the the vaccine itself, it's two injections. They're spaced out a couple weeks. My mom is actually getting her first one tomorrow. So Yay, Mama B is getting her back. Yeah, um, and I realized when she, cause I've been hearing on the news and then from her, I was assuming that like all of us were getting it super soon because everybody's talking about it now. And it's, oh no, baby girl, oh. <laughs> we're gonna have to wait.
0: No. We are like Damn. so low on the totem pole of priorities bottom. of who's oh, yeah. going to get the vax. Like strap in fine. baby. So, I know, I'm, I'm glad other people who are more in need are going to get it first, but it's like I'm preparing but for I was like, like I'm ready.
1: <laughs> April of next year, yeah. May, maybe June. Like we're yeah. going to be in it for a while. Guys. We're like spring, summer. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I saw some tweet, like it was a clip from the simpsons that was just all these old people milling around on the street and they're like this is what it's going to be like after the first round of covid vaccines goes out because all the old people will be safe and all of us were like oh we're just canceled (laughs) but yeah so it's two uh two injections um i think they're like six weeks apart they're into the upper arm muscle which i'll be honest not a comfortable type of vaccine that's where i got my mmr vaccine yeah Yeah. because it goes into the muscle and it's okay Um, yeah it's it's not
0: it's not fun, but, like, put but your big, telling it like your it big person pants yes. on and deal with it. I did it.
1: And, all, yeah, it, a it, lot it was us not did fun. Too.
0: So, like, yeah, deal yeah, with you it. Yeah, you
1: can literally, family. if babies can handle it, you can handle it. <laughs> yes. Like, get your shit together. Um, and a good thing to note, if you are lucky enough to be in that early class, is that you're not actually immune to COVID until two weeks after the second dose. So just because you got the first shot or even got both of the shots doesn't necessarily mean that you're your home free, wait until two weeks after the second shot. Um, it does not use a live virus, which is it again, it's so nuts to me that people still have this question because it is a means that has been effective in other vaccine situations. Like that is what we usually use as the the agent of vaccination and it works. That's what we use for smallpox, chickenpox, all of that. And it's effective. So don't fear that in general, but for what it's worth, this is not a live virus injection. Um, what it does, it's an mRNA vaccine, which is, if you remember your bio, messenger RNA, and it's a new type of vaccine, but has been researched in other contexts as well. But what it does is it it goes to proteins that kind of aren't doing anything else in the cell, and teaches those cells to mimic the immune response to COVID. So it kind of teaches the replicating cells how to fight the COVID virus if it's exposed, um, which is great. And it also means- So put this in
0: terms that everyone will understand. Do you remember that scene from Mulan, where, um, I don't remember anyone's name, not Mulan, the hot general, mm. the hot general guy. Yeah, okay, we no all reason. agree. Yes. Okay. So- <laughs> when he that scene where he's singing, I'll make a man out of you, yeah. and he's like training Mulan and everyone yes, else to
1: fight, that's exactly. what the vaccine does. The to vaccine is making in your body to teach them how to fight. out of your immune system. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, thank um, you. Which honestly, like, again, even while I am defending live virus sample vaccines, this is great because it's an innovation that can apply to other things. Um, they've even researched it in cancer contexts to like train cells to fight cancer. So like, this is awesome. It means fewer side effects. Um, the, the side effects are really mild in general in the COVID vaccine studies on all three of them. It's like localized pain, which just means around the site, which is kind of obvious because they're injecting something into your muscle swelling at the site. Some people feel a little bit, gross the next couple days so it's not mm. even broke like you were describing the MMR one being a couple weeks it's just like two or three days for the outlier mm. bad time so that's good um it's definitely and- going to be less uh of an experience than if you
0: got COVID and then you have to quarantine yeah. after I mean you do have to keep yourself in locked inside you for two weeks but it's a lot less time yeah right, it's right. a lot less time than if you actually got COVID so just go for do sure. it
1: The advice is that you should still wear a mask afterwards because even though it means that your body is immune, because it's like Brooke was describing, your cells have learned to fight it off, it doesn't necessarily mean, or we don't know yet if it means that you will or won't um, transmit it to other people if if you're exposed to it. So the recommendation, at least for now, is to still wear a mask regardless. Um, but you're a lot safer and there's a lot less likelihood that, you know, this is something that'll be living virulently in your body for weeks and that you're a risk. So that's great. Um, the only other like mild caution, which is not even a caution about the vaccine, but one thing that my mom had mentioned was that in the early days of AIDS vaccine research, which actually did happen, um, in the early years, so many of those trials were scrapped because the AIDS virus mutated so quickly and so within like six months the virus had mutated out of any promising vaccine and obviously we see this with the the flu vaccine it's less obvious because there's like a flu season and then there's a a total abatement of infections for the most part and then it comes back in a different form, but that's the Mm. same idea that it's like mutating to a different form and we need a different vaccine for it. So it's possible- But we don't even
0: know if that's going to happen because we we know know so little about this virus. And I think one thing that really struck me, I was, the whole, the the point of this podcast is we read the CDC website, (laughs) so you don't have to. Um, But I was reading through all these like answers to uh, vaccine specific questions on the CDC's website. And it was really funny because it's like- how quickly after the vaccine is administered will we develop uh, herd immunity? And the first line is like, we don't Never. know yet. And then <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, how long after I get the vaccine can I like be around other people? And it's like, uh-huh. we're not super sure, but probably two weeks. And then <laughs> it's Nothing like, just happened like last <laughs> month. You guys chill. <laughs> and then like the other thing, the vaccine's like, uh, how quickly will like people who aren't in the like priority list get the vaccine? They're like, oh, we're not quite sure. Like everything is just like know. we
1: don't know. Because no all asking. of this has been happening very fast, yeah, it's guys. insanely fast. I mean, if you think about, and obviously this is not a good model going forward because it meant that no other scientific causes, or let alone like any medical causes, got any research or money over the last like year. Um, so we don't want to replicate that fully going forward. But it does show you what capabilities, if they are well funded, if we maybe put more money into science and medicine, that we can get shit done pretty effectively and pretty Mm -hmm. quick. Like, imagine if this money had gone into AIDS research or cancer research with this kind of volume and, like, national prioritizing. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God, we could probably solve a lot of problems pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, if we prioritize, and that's, I mean, God, we could get into a whole conversation (laughs) about this, Uh, but if we just prior, like, it's the same with, um, not that we need to go on a whole tangent, but it's the same with the stimulus bill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. We all remember that we should have really gotten a stimulus bill um, Months ago. back in like uh, September, October. But if you remember, at the same time they were discussing a stimulus bill, they had to push through Amy Coney Barrett's domination. They got on and that right closed quick, it. and they figured closed it out it immediately and after. they made it happen so quickly. But we're still waiting on stimulus checks. And it's and December. And debating an extra $600, maybe. And now we might get $600 after Christmas, maybe. So it is, like, it's about yeah. prioritization. Mm-hmm. What and, the government chooses to care about. because an allocation of money. But that's part of prioritization, right? Because, right. and again, to just, like, use the stimulus bill as a uh, example now... And I think I've said this on the podcast before because it makes me so goddamn angry. But mm-hmm. uh, as they're discussing the stimulus bill and how much to give Americans who are drowning right now because they don't have any money, they were passing, but um, uh, they were they were proposing an extra ten billion onto the Pentagon's budget. Um,
1: I was gonna say national defense. We are already eight times larger than all the other militaries in the world combined, and we're still increasing like. We're good. We yeah. are good, you guys. And, and any of to our problems are national not monetary. defense. Yeah. Right. National
0: defense. Why isn't the first priority of, in terms of national Staying defense, uh, keeping th- literally thousands of Americans alive per day? Because thousands also, of Americans at the same time. are dying
1: yeah. per
0: day to because of coronavirus. And that's not a national defense priority. Why, well, like, why are we not putting more it, money and resources toward this?
1: In the same breath, they want to approve or they were wanting to approve a justice who their primary goal, it was thought, was that she would get rid of the ACA, Mm -hmm. the Affordable Care Act, which is a health care bill. So it's like, you know the
0: bare minimum acceptable health care. But in a in a pandemic, are you kidding me? I mean (laughs) Absolutely. It's like I I mean the ACA we've talked about this before, (sighs) but the, the Affordable Care Act is like in a developed country, just literally, just the bare I mean, minimum a developed country.
1: People shit on Obama because the conservatives managed to to get enough compromises and to gut it enough that it really doesn't do much. Um, but it's better than nothing. But in any event, we'll get off our soapbox. Um, one, oh, yeah, <laughs> this really let's not address anything that he says because we talked about mRNA vaccines and that yes, it's a relatively new type. Um it's really cool though, uh and there are a lot of positive prospects. But um there have been a lot of weird theories out there about the vaccine. Um like Brooke had mentioned let's before. Get, let's the, get into the
0: Reddit shit, baby. Let's stick our hands deep I I mean I do the black sludge of Reddit and come up and I don't even want to get through for see what they have. I, I mean. Okay. Smell it. No, no RfK. Okay. Here. I actually, ifk junior, I actually do want to talk about these things because the, the reason that I don't, that I feel comfortable uh, even like mentioning these on the podcast is because I'm sure that you, all of our like if you as a listener, you've heard these theories, you've seen them and on, a your lot Facebook, of boomers on your Facebook, on your Twitter page, even more boomers have seen, even it. like, like it's crazy. Even if you've seen these shared in like an ironic way, or like, like we have like a uh, rapper MIA, we have like we have people who are millennials who are spreading. Like is this she? kind of information. Yeah, she's anti-vax. She no. said that. I think she said that if she could choose between the vaccine and "quote unquote" the chip, which is the one example I'm going to use, and the uh, and death, she'd choose death, which makes no goddamn sense. Fine, all die. I but don't whatever. care.
1: <laughs> um, but there is Nardi like paper planes. I don't need you.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that you have heard these theories, and maybe you're wondering about them. Maybe even your friends are like, "I don't know what's in the vaccine." My sure. favorite take on that which is truly really what I believe, is, like, if you've ever uh, taken the subway, sat on the toilet at a dining number bar, of things, right? If yeah. you've ever, um, yeah, like, eaten at, at Hooters. I don't know. It's like, eating <laughs> at Applebee's. I don't know. I don't want to, like, disparage Hooters. Hooters is a No, one, like, if they but if like, you've had a four loco, if you've had a surge, if you've, um, if you've ever done cocaine that you from you've a stranger through a dollar bill,
1: like, don't worry about the this vaccine. If it's you drink fine. on a daily basis, like, which all I there, say as somebody who probably does, I have one in front <laughs> of me,
0: but <laughs> there's like all of these, it's, it's really funny to me that like vaccines that have been approved by the FDA that have gone through oh a, God, a, a right? process to be approved. And have, like, they've gone through testing and things like that. I promise you, if you are in your mid-20s, you have put so many worse things in your body <laughs> than
1: whatever is in this vaccine. It's like – I mean, Don't worry. And if you have fine. worries, focus them elsewhere. Really. Also, I promise. with the chip thing, if you were – truly.
0: What is the theory? Oh, the theory th- – there's, there's one specific theory that I've heard a lot about, which is that – th- this is what uh, MIA referenced in her tweet. That they're going to put chips in the vaccine, and I have one thing to say about that. If they were going to try to chip you, they would like they would put it in a fucking McRib or like <laughs> Starbucks coffee. They would just sort of start like putting like the shit
1: like, and ma- like mass producing it in Starbucks coffee. They would put said- it in like our sewer water, like. Well, I love arguments about how efficient the government is when it's like, we see how it works and people are like, no, they're that good that they, they streamlined it and they've got it in the vaccine. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They don't want the to fund the vaccine. Get out of here.
0: If the government takes fucking six months, if the government takes six months to get you a $600 check. They are not efficient enough to They don't need to sedate you, by you. the way. Like, they're already First of all, pulling the string. They would figure so. it out anyway. They would They would manage it. And secondly, um, like, I promise you, they are not We're like, they're not, they are that not efficient. just on top of anything. Uh-uh.
1: Also, and they're not this- <laughs> that smart and they're not that uh, efficient. Like-
0: <laughs> and just to end this conversation, there was this <laughs> TikTok that I watched um, that was so perfect. And I will actually read her. Uh, at so that she can get credited her ad <laughs> is at good luck carly with a k on tiktok and she said i don't honestly i don't care if there's a chip in the vaccine i will let them shove an entire ipad at my, up my ass so that meant i could get honestly. drunk in an applebee's again <laughs>
1: uh these that's, are the stakes <laughs> um i'm with her I, I yeah you guys there's not chips in the vaccine
0: cuz they don't they're not on top of their shit they're enough of that, they, that good. They, yeah and actually this is a, this is evidence of that they just figured out with the pfizer vaccine that there's 40% more in the bottle than they thought so that they have like a 40% higher supply in the fight in like each bottle. But you can't because-
1: reuse it after like you can't recontaminate. But they realized
0: but- that like oh they had miscalculated God. how many vaccines they could fit into a bottle. And so um I think actual pharmacists are figuring this out or something like God bless them. But they were like, Oh no, there's actually seven shots in here. There's not, there's not four, or it was like between four Which and five. Which is so much. Which is so much. Like, those, is are, getting those are us. two more people. Oh my god. Two more people, and so I, like, again, like guys, we are we do not have We're the dumb.
1: competency for this. No, nope. nope, nope. Yeah, uh, like I would love it if we did. That'd be great. We don't because at least people would know what they're doing. Um, All right, let's get to your let's get to your yeah. Clients. So wrap it up. Just um. Some of the, the concern that people had before the election, which for me, honestly, is is totally alleviated I, again with the whole I don't think they're that good. I don't think the Trump administration is good enough that because there was that Operation Warp Speed where they were trying to get it out before the election and Trump was being just ham fisted about like, mm, maybe we're going to get it done by a certain date. In November, but he wasn't communicating. Operation no. Warp Speed was a, was a
0: co effort <laughs> between the Department of Defense and the Department of Health Services <laughs> to get the vaccine out as early as possible. Um, there were actual scientists working on this. There were two scientists, right. specifically who were married, which was very cute. Oh, that's who cute. Out, who actually like um, got the first vaccines figured out? So but there was uh, the, but like was Trump's only concern.
1: Yeah, uh, Trump's only concern is not about um, resolving the the crisis obviously as it hasn't been and has it hasn't been like since the election either it was just about like getting a positive election based thing in beforehand so i don't really have any concern now that it's past the election if there had been something on like i don't know november 2nd or something that had come out then i would have a little bit of concern but even then um brooke like you were saying there are scientists involved in this it Trump doesn't really have the wherewithal or even the dedication to to know what strings to pull, even if he could. Um, so a lot of this falls to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, um, which kind of like it, it came about like after The Jungle by Upton Sinclair when people are like, oh, my God, an unregulated food and drug industry is really disgusting. And it means that um, private producers can just like cut people's fingers off and let fingers get in the hamburger meat um Mm, that's where chicken fingers came from if you didn't know it's how they were invented delicious it's like that um that person who found a thumb in the wendy's in the chili or something but then that was fake i thought all wendy's chili had thumbs in it that's well, that's the well, you can order it, so it with thumbs. It I think the problem was that it was not oh, selected. Oh, I see. Not, Maybe you want vegetarian
0: in- chili and not yes, thumb right. chili.
1: So that was okay. that was the uh, you know snowflakes. They really got up in arms, so to speak. Um, so yeah, so the FDA uh, has control over the oversight of the vaccine. Um, they get a lot of their power allocated to them by the Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, there are so many like agency code scientific requirements there that I really don't worry. It's it's so hard to get things through in general um, that and for good reason because you want them to be tested rigorously by people who understand a lot more than than I do than we do as non medical people. So the thing that as a law and policy podcast, I think that we should address is, can we mandate that people get this vaccine? Because that's really, if we want herd immunity, um, and if we want things to be safe again, to the point that maybe we can start like going out en masse and unmasked, um, and interact, and I don't know, be in, in close quarters again, be in a movie theater together. Honestly, a lot of that is because we know that it's so politic like both COVID and vaccines in general are so politicized now that it's not, people are not willingly going to do this. So I think, at least in my opinion, what a lot of it is going to come down to is-, is how much pressure eventually can the state put on people to comply with this. Yeah,
0: I am very pro people getting vaccines and that's why, I mean, I think I, we've, We've presented that on the show. I think that you should get vaccinated. I'm going to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. um, if you can, if you have the immune system to do so. Some people can't. Um, But I actually am against a mandate. I'm I'm pro like you carrying a card or something and then private businesses being able to turn you away based on whether or not you've been vaccinated. But I think that um, that would spark some intense... uh, intense violence if we tried to yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know how I feel about, because I, I think you're right. Um, inter, or at least I, there's a potential for violence. I don't know how I feel about that as a reason not to do something that will prevent death on a large scale and on another level, because one thing that I don't really hear as much as I should in um, more like public and media-based conversations is something that I hear more from medical community family members that not everybody can get vaccinated and the people who die when you know jenny mccarthy's kid doesn't get vaccinated it's um you know your uncle who has lupus it's mm-hmm. your child who's too young to get vaccinated it's right. your pregnant friend who can't well you know for whatever reason it's uh the 13 year old with cancer who can't because they're compromised. So you're, killing, you're risking killing other people for your individual liberty in the same way um, because not everybody can be in that pool. So to get the herd going and to protect people who yeah. otherwise can't.
0: No, and like if you wanted to put something in place to where like your child could only attend public school in person if they've been vaccinated, I think that makes sense. And that is
1: already there for vaccines certain, in general. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was homeschooled, so it didn't affect me. But certain allowances like that, I understand. I think this is such a polarizing issue that, like, the the people who are who who want to get vaccinated, who understand that it's um, a move toward normalcy, who understand that it's going to protect them and their family members, like we do, those people are probably going to get vaccinated anyway. I think a mandate put in place. I'm not sure how you enforce that in a way that does not spark just like intense um,
1: sanctions animosity. I mean, I, so, so fees, but. Again, like, I yeah, don't know so how criminal you... criminal penalties, if somebody doesn't... So you could have... I don't um, think there should be criminal
0: penalties for not getting a vaccine. Like, how does that... That I don't like the punitive see, response to I that. do,
1: because, again, it would be... It's kind of about the causal activity of, of what you're doing. So to me, again, I imagine I'm the parent of the 13-year-old with cancer who can't get the vaccine. Um, but say we live in New York, there are things like the subway, like just sidewalks that you're walking in, pu- that to live your life, you have to be in public in places that aren't school, aren't private businesses. Um, you have to be out in the world. Uh, you have to pick up your mail. You have to touch doorknobs. Um, and even though this is airborne, that you know, there are so many enclosed spaces where that's a risk. You got to go, go to the grocery store. So the more people who exercise their individual liberty because there aren't criminal penalties against it, the more chance my child has of dying when we don't have the option, we don't yeah. get to decide that it's not, you know, don't tread on me. But nobody's actually getting harmed in your household. Um, we're doing everything right, and my kid dies.
0: Yeah, um, or your
1: grandfather dies because you say don't tread dies. on me, or and then you give
0: your you give your grandfather COVID.
1: Yeah, but so I, that's I think where that like in a societal weighing, a kind of like social contract thing, yeah. I don't really care about the people who who don't like the idea of it because there's no scientific basis. I would definitely,
0: I think, I think fees are one thing. I think that, you know, I've discussed this before on the podcast, but just coming from like a criminal justice standpoint, um, I, I think that like it, we approach problems all the time with um, the, we need to have a punitive answer to this in terms of like criminalizing that behavior. And for the same reason that I don't think that drugs should be criminalized I don't think that we should criminalize people not getting the vaccine, even though I think we should promote the vaccine. I think that there can be like...
1: The thing is that doesn't work yet. Um, I mean, if but it did... what
0: solution
1: is, comes out of
0: criminalizing it? Except uh, if more people so end up fines. in jail.
1: No, so fines are, are... That's a criminal solution as well. That um, not all criminal... Penalties are carceral, so um, I think that there is, and and there's evidence that a lot of like disincentivizing criminal behavior comes from the risk of any penalty and knowing that the weight of the state is behind it. For a lot of things that involve um, you know criminal penalties and whether they're they should be instituted at all, um, it, it varies at different levels. But I think until or unless we have an effective alternative, uh, there's a punitive penalty to. The kid with cancer to the elderly in general. So it's like, until or unless we have an alternative that works, use the things that are imperfect but we don't have a replacement for to make it the best that it can be. So right. if that means that, um, you know, somebody has something on their record and they pay a fine uh, because they otherwise had really bad information and just were being belligerent about it, uh, I'm okay with that to save lives in general. Um, yeah, so, but the question, so we already have the whole public school allowance, and this is where we're getting back to, like, these 1905 and 1920-something and 1940-something cases where people are like, yeah, obviously you sacrifice some individual liberty so that collective public health can be better. Um the first one was the, this Jacobson case that was during the smallpox, like the advent of the smallpox vaccine. And so the court then said that individual liberty can be infringed upon to a certain extent to allow entry into a public school um, to make sure that people are safe. And obviously the smallpox vaccine worked. Um, we still have herd immunity against that in the, most places. I know like Southern California had a lot of rich anti-vax moms that made that a little tenuous in the last couple of years. But um, yeah, so that worked. Uh, then there was, there have been follow-up cases that have upheld that. The most relevant one being the 1944 Prince case, that was talking about religious exemptions to vaccine mandates. And that was the one where that quote, about like the right to practice religion freely doesn't exclude or doesn't include liberty to expose the community or children to a communicable disease or the latter to ill health or death. So that was getting into the First Amendment free exercise clause, which we've seen the current court grapple with in COVID contexts and be a little bit more deferential to religion. Um, So who knows how that would go. Since that case, and obviously like in public school contexts, it's more limited anyways, because Mm -hmm. it's a state run, like they're kind of taking over the duty as custodians of the people who are in there. Kids are young. uh, They can't make their choices on their own anyways, kind of like you were saying before about who decides whether they're protected or not. Um, It's the parents deciding that they don't want them protected. So it's a little bit more...
0: Right. They, they have
1: no, they have no capacity to make their right for themselves. Yeah. And you're choosing to make them vulnerable if you're not. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit, it's tough because the way that COVID spreads makes it, the context in which this is applied would have to be bigger because you can't just say like, oh, the public school building, it'll help to say that you need to be vaccinated to be there, but it won't fix the problem because you'd have to address grocery stores even the ones that don't want to mandate it uh public sidewalks subways it would have to be more blanket to be effective right and we don't have that precedent in place yet so i don't know i mean maybe we yeah, can wrap yeah i'm not it up sure what the, the solution
0: is at, at this point um for that specifically i think that the solution is probably uh trying to fight disinformation yeah at, for where sure. we can and encourage Friends and family to get the vaccine as mm-hmm. well.
1: As many. Um.
0: Yeah. I. Yeah. I will happily get the vaccine when I'm when I'm able to. I'll get all um,
1: three. I'll get bam it. Bam Bam, baby. <laughs> and I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll get it in my butt. No wait, because that's depriving other people of it. I guess. Whatever. No, yeah. I don't.
0: That's not even going to be allowed. We're not going to be able to. They get don't even the want vaccine. me to. We'll do, be don't lucky don't to get, get one.
1: I'll um, film it in a semi-nude state and I'll advertise it. Sell it on your OnlyFans. It'll be the only video on your OnlyFans. Is that's you. why they call it OnlyFans? Only vax. Um, well, right, do so we want to wrap up with the? Uh, so the reason that we think that the court might swing, besides the obvious with the the Constitution of the court, is the the case recently where they struck down Cuomo's executive order about religious institutions, and right, because in New York State. And especially
0: New York City, uh, a lot of people have been attending mass in person, and also a lot of and, um, and, 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 mass, and mass 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 mm-hmm. and church. And the the uh, ultra orthodox Jewish community has been um, really just living it up. <laughs> Lots of funerals <laughs> that just... have and weddings that have like to tell thousands me video of that you people. showed me. There was a video <laughs> that was reported on. They had filmed it for zoom and uh screenshots got leaked of a wedding and i guess it was two people in the community who were rather important to the community so it was kind well, of big it's like if the kardashians get married you know there's like, like S- the, Hasid- the brooklyn hasidic kardashians they got married so one of them got i don't know which one was the kardashian and which one was the uh chris Kim- humphreys is that his Ooh, name? that's one Deep of them I think. uh there was like I think there was 5,000 people there and mm-hmm. they were all sitting inside. It was like bleachers, no
1: masks, just
0: staring at this married couple. The kind of
1: thing that makes you cringe, like <laughs> doubly cringe, because like when you watch a movie or a TV show now and you see people like kissing strangers or like hugging or like, dancing ooh. in a club and you're yes. like, ooh, like, ooh, I don't know about Wet. that. But this is Gross. like this
0: over and over and over again.
1: And it was where
0: we live. Um, yeah. And it's happening men. in a there, a lot – I mean, mega churches in the Midwest, man. They are like – speaking of shepherds of sheep, um, mm. they're just lining those sheep up and shooting them in the head one by one. Well, boom, and boom, the,
1: boom, boom, The irony um, is like ha, like that is how a lot of the spread in New York initially happened because that guy that I – had contact with back in March, who was New York's patient zero. A lot of the cases ended up coming from him going to a synagogue while he was infected. And like, He's a good man. All due respect. I don't know I don't what they were didn't doing. I know he was sick at that point. It was. So I, don't early, like I don't think he did. I don't think he did. But like yeah. for the amount of spread that came out of that, they must have been like licking the plates. I swear to God. It so. It, a lot of there's a lot of like handshaking, uh, lots of hugging, uh, lots of like grasping of hands. Church is very physical. If you're doing it right.
0: But yeah, there's so it's it's not it's not specific to one religion. It's
1: not no, specific fact, to one group. Uh, the case was on behalf of the Hasidic community and the, I think, the Roman Catholic Diocese of, yeah. of Brooklyn.
0: They really so. want to do mass, man. But yeah, but yeah so this so. is not, but
1: then also, like, this has happened in, like, evangelical
0: megachurches. Like, if you look at the videos, there are just, like, uh, there are hundreds of, if not thousands of people in rooms with mass no Yeah, I mean, on. the this case... Is the rampant case is, throughout religious communities of sure. all kinds.
1: So the case was in relation to New York and, um... It was a 5-4 ruling with Roberts uh, being on the side of the liberal justices, to no avail, um, for free exercise of religion, and the executive order was Cuomo saying that in, like, red zones, which, you know, they had some definition that made a lot of sense in terms of infection rates in certain areas, but if you were in a red zone, there couldn't be uh, in-person services with over a certain number for a certain amount of space, and the churches were like, "Oh gosh, why are you discriminating against us?" And then Cuomo and and his legal team came back and said, "Well, actually, we're treating you better than other comparable events because mm-hmm. the comparable events are concerts, like the, yeah, venues, weddings, yeah, um, secular weddings, yeah, uh, that are not held in a temple or in a church, but." Um, this church, or this court really loves, um, deference to religion at the expense of human life. Um, so I don't know where it would go in future if anything came to...
0: I mean, I, I'm guessing that you, the religious exemption would hold, the religious exemption has held for decades, and I think that they probably would... Well, it's been would, applied in different that. ways,
1: is the difficulty, because, um... You do hear, like, even Gorsuch in this one, when he was talking about this ruling, was talking about something that the court can be on recess, but it can't be on hiatus because of the pandemic. So there's an implication there that he's recognizing the severity. Um, It'll come down to how much the current justices want to recognize the reality of medical circumstances at the risk of them sounding quote-unquote liberal because now it's liberal to believe in science and human dignity um i'm that is you know there's no politics in that that's totally objective what i just said
0: <laughs> we are a nonpartisan podcast
1: ladies yep. and gentlemen not a partisan to be found <laughs> not a one. Uh, that's all i got
0: that's all we got, honestly. Um, well, if you books. still have questions about the vaccine, or you want us to talk about something in particular that you want us to look into, so you don't have to, which is our, which is what we do. Um, it's our job you if can some Patreon. Yeah, it's literally our job if you pay us on Patreon. Um, you can reach me at Brooke Angeline on Instagram or BKE Rogers on Twitter. Ken's, where can they find you at?
1: Um, I'm on Instagram at MKZ Joy Brennan. And I deleted my Twitter. I beheaded the succubus who was making me feel bad. Um,
0: now I get to be the succubus. who get, makes Now you feel I bad. just
1: filter it through my, my baby succubus here. Now uh, I just send you tweets that I want you to see. That's great. That's all I need. <laughs> that is the best of Twitter without the toxic parts. Um, uh, also, our Patreon is patreon.com slash exceedingly persuasive, the whole name of the show. Um, if you go on there and sign up, we will send you things in the near future. It'll light a fire under my butt. So please, please do it. Help us. We're poor. Um, <laughs> it's only kind of a joke. <laughs> um, I also, oh yeah, fuck. Uh, side note. The Electoral College voted this week, and officially, as if it hasn't been declared a million times, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are president and VP elect. So, woo, sick!
0: Yeah, we've been waiting for that since November third, and now it's official.
1: Yeah, it ain't over till the fat guy leaves, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. All right, guys. All right. Christ. <gasps> we sound like fucking banshees, but